0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sports Urban Legend. Along with my co-host, Macaulay Matthew, I'm, of course, William Mamo. What's up, Mac? How you doing?
0: Hey, what's up? How's it going?
1: I'm doing good, man. Glad to have you on the show, as always.
0: Thank you for having me, as usual.
1: Thank you, thank you. I, so, um, on today's show, you know, we're going to talk, you know, WWE, you know, Becky Lynch, Shocking um, um, announcement about her being pregnant and vacating the title, which, as of right now, looks like a retirement. You know, we'll dive into that. We'll talk about what else was going on in the world of WWE. You know, the you know um, Otis and Oscar winning the the Money in the Bank uh, matches. Talk a little AEW. As well, and uh you know give the results of the money in the bank, of course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um you know talk sports and entertainment, but uh you know most importantly, you guys all know that the number is five six three nine 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 three five two nine that's five six three nine 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 three five two nine so feel free to talk about. These or any topics You know just You know let your voice be heard But uh let's um Yeah let's ring the bell You know let's um Let's talk about um The big news in WWE That is of course The man Becky Lynch She um She um you know she basically made a huge announcement heartfelt announcement that you know she's um pregnant and um and uh as a result she you know she had to vacate the title and uh you know she she um she entered the ring with Oscar's money in the bank uh you know briefcase while uh, Asuka was in the ring, you know, well, actually, Asuka came in afterwards, after Becky Lynch entered the ring with, with uh, Asuka's briefcase, and then she made the announcement that, uh, you know, after she opened the briefcase for Asuka, that it wasn't for a number one contendership match that, um, she act, that Asuka actually won the title because Becky Lynch... You know, had to um, what you to call it to relinquish the title. So I, after Oscar had like a, I'd say about a two-minute celebration in and outside of the ring, you know, um, um, what you call it, Becky Lynch, you know, she revealed to her that, you know, um, that Asuka can will can continue to be the warrior that she is, and she is she is more happier then Asuka winning the title because she's going to finally be a mother. And, uh, you know, so as a result, Becky Lynch ends her year-plus reign as the Raw Women's Champion. And now she's, um, you know, starting the next chapter of her, her, um, her life. So uh, congratulations to Becky Lynch. You know, she had, a, uh, you know, one of the best title reigns in, in WWE history. You know, and uh, she's she's gonna be a mother. So congratulations to her, Becky Lynch, and uh, of course Seth Rollins. You know the father. So
0: yeah, congrats to them. Who would ever thought that a man would get pregnant? You know,
1: but and anything's possible in WWE. <laughs> yeah, anything's possible. But
0: yeah, congrats. You know, she's she and Seth Rollins. The uh, they're gonna be starting family, and she'll be away from for a while. Probably won't see her for the rest of the year now. So, you know, yeah, good, good luck to her. But, you know, the title right now, it's in good hands. And mm-hmm. Asuka is very deserving of it. I mean, I thought she should have had the title when she originally made her debut in the WWE, you know, when she was on that winning streak. And mm-hmm. well, all of a sudden, WWE decided they wanted to bury her for some reason. Um, but I'm glad that, you know, she has a chance to redeem herself now and show the world how great of uh, a uh, champion she can be.
1: Mhm. And uh, yeah, they 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 the WWE buried Asuka at the worst possible time. I mean, she got her first loss. She was undefeated for for at least two years. You know that includes NXT and WWE. You know. Yeah. So her first loss was at the worst possible time. It was Tom Brady. The un, you know the undefeated Patriots versus um, your Giants losing in at to to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania the most mm-hmm. important time she needed a to a win to right. to solidify herself yeah. as you know the dominant force that she is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't I don't know why they uh, it, didn't, it didn't make any sense at the time.
1: hmm It didn't because you're. You're developing a new star. Uh, obviously, she's she's been a star in in Japan for many years before she came to WWE. But right. you want to establish her as a star in WWE, and you make her lose to Charlotte Flair, who's on her um, what 11 title reign right now. You know, right. since she won the the NXT title, you know she she didn't she didn't she didn't need that loss. You know, yeah. she would eventually win. Uh, I think what was it last year that ladder match? We I think some interference. To, to win the title in that, what was it, that triple threat ladder match?
0: Right, right.
1: But yeah, this is her second ever title reign. And, um, you know, congratulations to Asuka. You know, yeah, you could, congrats. you you could generally see that uh, Becky Lynch, you know, was really happy for her getting that, that title, you know, the, 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 the title opportunity. Because yeah. like she mentioned, she had a epic, you know, feud with Asuka, you know, Asuka, up until I think what was it earlier this year, got had her number. Asuka was like the only person who, who sh- who didn't who she didn't defeat. But um, you know, not Asuka. She her it's like her her character now is more like Nikki Cross was before Nikki Cross. You know um, you know became um, uh, Alexa Bliss's tag team partner slash sidekick. You know. Mhm. Yeah. But um, yeah. Congratulations to Oscar. And when you think about it, that's that's what um Sasha Banks is right now. You know, even though Sasha Banks, you know, has more charisma than Bailey. You know, she, they're they're making her you know be subservient to her friend Bailey. You know, yeah. which is basically yeah. what yeah. Charlotte Flair was um basically criticizing her you know, on SmackDown. You know, I don't know why WWE is not pushing her, you know, but this has to be, you know, it reminds me of uh, when Shawn Michaels was, um, was uh, JBL's lackey. He lost like a match or something, and then Shawn Michaels briefly had to be subservient to, to JBL. That was that was I think that was just before the second, the second um, the second match with Undertaker, you know when he retired. Right. I don't know if you remember that.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: But um, yeah, for whatever reason they're doing this to Sasha Banks, but the only way this makes sense is if Sasha, you know, has a a face turn and you know, feuds with her. Because it's clearly obvious, even when. You know when Becky was the you know you know before she, Becky went I mean not Becky rather um, Bailey went full heel when she thought in her mind she was the hero to be the hero that you know she always was until her she went full heel Sasha Banks was always even though she was Sasha Banks was standing in the in the shadows she uh, the spotlight was still on her. What's your thoughts on the whole situation?
0: You know, I um, I think that uh, I'm just looking forward to this epic battle that's going to happen soon between Sasha and Bailey. Mm. So clearly, right now, Charlotte Flair is trying to get into the head of Bailey. You know, and I think Bailey is going to end up backstabbing Sasha. It's not gonna be the other way around where Sasha's gonna back that Bailey. You got Bailey attack yeah. her to betray her because you know she's gonna she she probably has it in, in her back of mind that you know Sasha you know might be coming after her title. Mm-hmm. So why not just come f- for Sasha first before Sasha comes for her? And you know, and, you know what... Charlotte built those seeds, planted those seeds in, on SmackDown. So. Think we're gonna see that you know epic battle soon here.
1: That That's a smart idea. I mean, you, you could see the collision courses happening, but you, you make a brilliant point because um, Sasha's usually the one that betrays you know Becky, I mean, not Becky, um, Bailey, yeah. you know, in the past when they've been you know, you know, both you know, you know, baby faces. It's always Sasha that has the heel turn and betrays her, because Bailey is usually the, the, you know, the naive, um, loyal friend of the two, but Mm -hmm. now it's like a role reversal. So, you might have a point there, and she does have history on her side, kind of like NXT, when uh, Johnny Gargano turned on uh, Tommaso Ciampa, because it's usually the other way around, the other friend turning on the other friend, or even Mm -hmm. Dean Ambrose Turning on Seth Rollins before he left, you know, after the same night that uh, Roman Reigns uh, uh, briefly retired and said that he had to, uh, you know, he had leukemia, so he had to go away. Yeah. For the rehab. So, and it, as you remember, Seth Rollins ended the Shield the first time when he betrayed Roman Reigns and um, Seth and uh, Dean, Ambrose. Dean Ambrose when he joined the authorities. Um, the Authority. Several years ago. So the storyline is there for her, for Bailey to be justified that, you know, she can't trust her because history has shown that the legit boss will backstab her any moment to get a title shot, which we all thought that was going to happen at WrestleMania when they, they had that fatal five-way match. Mm-hmm. But right now they're doing a slow build of the breakup. But yeah, you're right, it is it is very intriguing. Once these two finally battle it out again. But um yeah, let's uh I'm trying to think what else happened, uh WWE. I mean they had the in the, the Intercontinental uh, match, uh, Drew, uh, Drew Gulag lost to um to his uh his friend uh Daniel Bryan and there's rumors I think that he got released by WWE. Who Drew Gulak? Like? Yeah, he fought yesterday. Wasn't he on SmackDown? He was on SmackDown yesterday. Yeah. So it sound like now he that was his last match because he's gone from WWE. Yeah. And of course, um, the reason why we're having the tournament is because they announced that. Sammy Zayn was stripped of the, the, um, the Intercontinental title, the newly minted uh, Intercontinental title that he, um, he debuted just before WrestleMania. So the title is vacant now, and now there's a tournament. And uh, AJ Styles is going to try to win his uh, first Intercontinental title, but he's going to battle uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. I think next week. But um, well, what's your thoughts on that? They they vacated Sammy Zayn's title, but Brock Lesnar he he spends months of upon months without defending the title, but they keep the title on him. Yeah, I don't understand it. Yeah, that That's doesn't make politics. any
0: sense. Yeah, you have Brock Lesnar who goes mm-hmm. months without defending it, and then you you don't vacate his title. I mean, I guess it's you know. <laughs> Oh,
1: it's status Really
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I guess um, I guess the rumors Is that Sammy Zane You know Has his reservations You know Because of the Coronavirus And I don't blame this him This might be the reason Why he's Staying He doesn't want to Defend the title You know Which is know Also the The reason why Reportedly Roman Reigns Hasn't been in WWE also So I guess This is WWE Punishing People who they feel like, you know, you know, hey pal, you know, you got to tough it up, pal, you know, you, know, you got to put a show for the fans, you know. <laughs> you, you know, well,
0: um, what's funny is that on the pay-per-view event, um, that was a funny moment where they they came in and were about to wrestle in Vince's office, and then <laughs>
1: yeah, right, yeah, um, it was uh, Daniel Bryan and um, uh, AJ Styles. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I thought that was hilarious.
1: Yeah, we we're definitely going to talk about we're definitely going to talk about that uh that that match uh you know in a few minutes but yeah, let's let's uh let's dive into the the pay-per-view event. Uh let's see. Jeff Hardy, he defeated uh Cesaro. Uh yeah, this is a match um that I guess is a surprise match. I don't think we we get, we, we predicted that match. Uh, there was New Day. New, New Day defeated the Forgotten Sons. Um, of course, you know New Day has, has Biggie and Kofi. Uh, Xavier was still rehabbing, um, and they defeated uh, the Forgotten Sons, which has Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake and, uh, and Jackson Riker also. But he he wasn't defending. He wasn't uh, competing. Uh, they also fought the Miz, Miz and Morrison and the Lucha House Party, which was uh, Grandma Talik and Lince Dorado. So, yeah, I think we both thought, thought if my memory serves me right, I think we both thought Forgotten Sons was going to win. But that was not the case. Um, Bobby Lashley, uh, he defeated R-Truth. What was, and, the, what was that with R-Truth? Arsher has been acting like a fool lately. The oh, yeah, with the Oh, yeah, with his cousin, Pretty Ricky. He's been doing that, that <laughs> shit for years.
0: <laughs> I've seen him on Twitter, you know, doing it a lot. But... <laughs> he's hilarious, man. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's crazy, man.
1: I wish I would just put the title on him for once, man. Like, geez. Yeah. Man. This guy, this guy's paying his dues, man. This guy's an entertainer, man. Like, and, and <laughs> reportedly, he's, he's friends with, you know, he's good friends with Vince, man. Like. Yeah. on, you know Vince put the title on the guy. he, he, he I mean, this dude has been in the company on and off since what, two thousand and one? You know, when he was K Quick. Yep. You know, with uh, with with Road Dog after the New, New Age Outlaws uh broke up. You know, give give Kate, give give our truth. You know the the shot, man. They they only gave him like one title shot. You know um. What was that like um, what year was that? Like Friday two thousand and eleven, that Capital Punishment pay per view event, Gansina.
0: Was that when he the, had uh, the, the, the Little Jimmy? Little Jimmy, yeah.
1: Yup, exactly. Put the title on him, and, and he he's a former uh, uh, TNA champion. Yeah, and the guy has
0: skills. You know, he can wrestle.
1: Yeah. You know? What more do they want? Like the dude, the dude has charisma. He has Mike skills. To find the ring, you yeah. know, like put the title on him, you know, come on. And another dude they gotta put a title on who he's feuding with is uh is um what you gonna call it, Bobby Lashley, man. He he's in mid card purgatory, man. But the good thing about it right now is that MVP is teasing an alliance or managing him, you know. Which I, that I'm really intrigued about what they're gonna do with that. Hopefully this will, you know, catapult Bobby Lashley to the level he needs to be, so they they can finally do this dream match. That yeah. the, the the little reason why Bobby Lashley came back uh, in 2018 was to finally face Brock Lesnar because his whole career in the WWE was in the shadow of uh, Brock Lesnar. You know, you know they both had similar backgrounds. You know fighting. You know, in college, and you know, being fighting in um, you know, MMA. So, like, come on, man, it, this is a this is a WrestleMania type matchup. You know, they gotta they gotta build Bobby Lashley up. Maybe even make him have a face turn, and face Brock Lesnar. You know, come on, that that's money right there. If I done did. right, that that could be a money match. Yep. I so they got they gotta use year like make our MVP be his manager and uh, you know make him have the title or make him chase Brock Lesnar for the title which 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 is the most likely scenario because you know once Brock Lesnar show up and sneeze he he got the title so that's why it didn't make sense to me last year that he won the Money in the Bank you know because um, you know, Brock Lesnar always gets the titles, you know, when he shows up. Yeah. I, I mean, he's probably going to get the title soon here or later. Later yeah. in the year. Exactly. Make Whenever Brock Lesnar gets the title, make make Bro- Bobby Lashley chase it and win the title at WrestleMania. Because Bobby Lashley needs to win more than, than Brock Lesnar does. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but... You know how WWE, when there's stuff that makes sense, they want to do their own thing, and doesn't usually come out the way you want it to be. But uh, I digress. Let's uh, what else happened? Bailey versus Sasha Banks. I mean, not Bailey versus Sasha Banks. That's in the future. (laughs) Uh, Bailey, (laughs) Bailey versus uh, Tamina. She she defends. She successfully defends her. Her title um, against Tamina, with the help of Sasha Banks. So Bailey is still the SmackDown Women's Champion, and uh, yeah, this is the this is the the second most interesting match of the night, and this is of course the Mo- the Monster Among Men, Braun Strowman successfully defending his title against his his former creator the eater of worlds Bray Wyatt not uh, of course not the Fiend Bray Wyatt but the Mr. Rogers version of Bray Wyatt so it looks like the theory is correct with the exception of Goldberg the Fiend only fights people who who's wronged uh Bray Wyatt especially him losing a match. And as you could see in the match, you know, Bray Wyatt had a chance to win, but then Braun Strowman flipped the script and used mind games on Bray Wyatt by wearing the black sheep mask, giving Bray Wyatt a false sense of security and the Firefighter Funhouse friends thinking that he's in the Wyatt family. So he let his guard down and basically blew his opportunity to regain the WWE title. And um and then whatchamacallit they tease that the fiend is coming. So next time Strowman faces Bray Wyatt, he will be facing the fiend because now he, he not only has he offended Bray Wyatt, he's humiliated him, and now the fiend is coming for him eventually.
0: Yep, yeah, I think that's see. You might see that SummerSlam, maybe.
1: I hope so. They can't. They 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 should not be facing each other before SummerSlam. As a matter yeah. of fact, as much as I wanted to see this match, this match should have been should have waited until um, SummerSlam at the at the the you know the earliest. I agree. You know, especially with the virus, man. This is a match that they, that you have to save for SummerSlam or until the virus, you know, um, you know, is eradicated. You know, but WWE they just they had to rush this this feud. I mean, it's good, but this this is a money feud, man. They should have saved this when the audience are in the seats, or at least at SummerSlam. You know. This is a marquee. This is a marquee matchup. This is a. This is like legit a WrestleMania type of matchup.
0: Yeah, it's, so it, it, they should wait until SummerSlam. I mean, uh, what's
1: the next pay per view coming up here? Um, um, I'm trying to remember. Did they even announce it yet?
0: I'm not even sure.
1: Let's see. July? July no, no. I mean June. What pay per view? I mean, back in the days, it used to be King of the Ring. Uh, but yeah. what? But what what pay per view comes in in b- bad blood maybe? I don't mm. know they they didn't announce what they didn't announce the pay per view yet. Mm. That's a good question. I'm gonna have to find out what pay per view event they're gonna have in. Uh...
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, think... I know July's Extreme Rules. July's Extreme Rules, I think. Uh, maybe. And then... I know
1: I know Extreme Rules have came in like. April or March, like, right after um, WrestleMania, like, you know, Backlash, one of those two pay-per-view events pop up sometimes after WrestleMania. But, mm-hmm. uh, uh, let's see. Um, let's see what okay, let's see what pay-per-view they got.
0: Maybe, maybe, uh. Maybe yeah, it looks like it's, stomp, it's, Stomping Grounds?
1: It's backlash. Oh, Backlash, okay. See, this what I'm talking about, because sometimes they have extreme rules, sometimes they have backlash, like after WrestleMania. What happened like, to Stomping Grounds? They, they had that paper per view like maybe one or two years, but. Stomping Grounds didn't really do anything. So stomping Grounds was not a memorable paper per view event to me, anyway. So Extreme Rules is in July? It's in July this year. Yeah, it was in July think, last year also. I think they they change it up from hmm. time to time. Because Backlash used to come like right after WrestleMania. But I mean so, they just
0: so next next month is backlash?
1: Yeah, June fourteenth. Backlash. Okay. Then June okay. July nineteenth is Extreme Rules. August 23 is um, SummerSlam as of right now. But uh yeah, shifting gears. That yeah, you uh, know that make, that would make for a good trivia question. What WWE pay per views no
0: longer exists?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good question. Oh yeah, speaking of which, you just reminded me of something. NXT they're bringing, they're bringing back they they're gonna have the first ever NXT takeover in your house.
0: Oh wow! In your house, that's one I never haven't heard in years.
1: Yeah, it's the 25th anniversary of the um in your house pay per view event they had on NXT. They had uh you know DX, they had uh, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and Road Dogg um, talk about uh you know the 25th anniversary of the first in your house. And um, basically, to commemorate that, they're going to have a, NXT, a first ever NXT in your house, pay-per-view event coming up uh, very soon. I can't remember when. I'd have to let's see if I could uh... remember. Remember Breaking Point? Uh yeah, I remember that one. That was supposed to be like a um...
0: Survivor Series, or yeah,
1: it was like a supposed to be like playing. a a submission match pay-per-view right. event. Yeah, um, yeah. in your house, NXT TakeOver in your house will take place Sunday, June 7th. Okay. So, there you go right there. Fatal um, 4 Way. that's another one. Yeah, I mean, some of these pay-per-view event names are are dumb. Like, Fatal 4 should never be a name of a pay-per-view event. You know what I mean? Like, some stipulation matches should be a name of a pay-per-view event. Hell in the Cell, yes. fine. Well, I mean, Hell in the Cell, yeah, I'm fine with that, I guess. I mean, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, it's fine. You know what I mean? Elimination Elimination Chamber, chamber. Hell in the Cell, you know. One Night Stand. One Night Stand. But but, but One Night Stand is not really like a stipulation match, though. Well, it was a pay-per-view I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm talking about like pay-per-view events with 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 like you know stipulation, you know, like Royal Rumble, you know like at that at that pay-per-view event, you know, you know what I mean? Like some pay-per-view events, you know TLC, you know what I'm saying? Like the, some of these some of these pay-per-view events, you know, it's okay for them to have stipulation matches, you know what I mean? But the only problem with the these stipulation matches is like when they're trying to sell it to the fans, they're like, you know, we're gonna at Hell in the Cell, we're gonna feud, and we're gonna be in a a ladder a call, call up on a pole match, a, a contract on a pole match. No, of course you're not gonna expect that. What match are you gonna expect?
0: Hell in
1: the Cell. Oh my God, they're gonna find the Hell in the Cell match at Hell in the Cell. Like, yeah, uh, I would assume so. I definitely would want to see a chairs match as the main event at a, at a Hell in a Cell match, but you know it is what it is, man. But uh, shifting gears, or um, uh, should I should say continuing on, uh, Drew McIntyre he defeats Seth Rollins and defends his WWE championship. What's your thought on that match?
0: Um, that's that was a good match. That was a good match. I, um, it may seem like that was Seth Rollins' last match before we see him again in WWE, mm-hmm. you know? Because so you see, uh, at the end there, um, McIntyre shook his hand, mm-hmm. you know, as a sign of respect. Yeah. Um, that, and that makes you think, oh, it was is Rollins gonna be a face now, he's gonna mm-hmm. go back to being a good guy. Um, or is just was that just, you know, a sign of, you know, just to say, hey, I hope to see you again in the future. And mm-hmm. we're probably not going to see him for a while. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, was a, it was a great match. But I, I think uh, Ron is going to take time off because of him and Becky having to, wanting to start a family. So, you, you also might not see him until next year
1: now, maybe. Uh, I doubt it. Because do you, do you remember what he did on Raw? What did he do on Raw? You don't remember? He he fought in a tag team match, um, with Buddy Murphy versus Rey Mysterio and I think Alistair Black.
0: Uh huh.
1: And during he, um, Seth Rollins was comatose the whole time, before the match. Rey Mysterio congratulated him. Rey Mysterio was the only person that congratulated um, Seth oh, Rollins on on, on the on you know him being a father because everybody was just focusing on her. Because you know she's the baby face. No one mm-hmm. was congratulating him, but you know Ray Mysterio was congratulating him from a father to a future father. He was congratulating him on you know having you know being a being a future father. Uh, and the whole time throughout the whole match, Seth Rollins was comatose. You know, just staring like he was like um, Luke Gallows when he was Festus. You know, over a decade <laughs> ago, just. Staring into you know, into nothingness, and then out of nowhere he snaps and starts attacking Rey Mysterio, and just he he just drives Rey Mysterio's head eye into the the, the um the metal part of the the steel steps and causes his, his eye or near above his eye to bleed. Wow! So he did totally snapped
0: intentionally. Yes, of course he did. No, but intentionally. You think he
1: did it on purpose? Well, yeah, he snapped. He snapped and, and, and he did it to the point that even Buddy Murphy was trying to stop him. And he's like, get back, get back. And then he just loses it and starts purposely driving Ray Mysterio's face into that, that that um that metal part. Wow. And um, then after, afterwards, you know, they go to a commercial break. They had, of course, um, the medical staff try to stop the bleeding. And they had to remove the Ray Mysterio's mask, but they censored it. And um, then, you know, after the segment, you know, Seth Rollins apologized and said, you know, I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me. And then afterwards, Alistair Black started attacking him. You know, and that basically, that I guess that's going to set up a future feud with Seth Rollins and Alistair Black. You know, so there, there you go. So Seth Rollins, oh yeah, and by the way, Seth Rollins even has a new a theme song now. But um, yeah, Seth Rollins, yeah, that, that's what makes the match, the handshake make more, no sense because Seth Rollins isn't going away. You know, I guess it just means he just has a sign of respect for you know for the match. But um, what was I gonna, God, I was gonna say? But yeah, that you know that's basically what happened. Um, and then the match of the night, or the matches of the night, was of course the Money in the Bank ladder match. And for the first time ever, not only was it in a corporate, you know, yeah. WWE's corporate headquarters, it was on top of a roof. And also, for the first time ever, two Money in the Bank matches, the men and women's matches, are going on at the same exact time. So history, history was made there. What, cool. what was your thoughts? That turned out to be a great match.
0: You know, the, those both both of those matches, I thought it was hilarious of them just going through the building, fighting in the offices, different rooms, and taking the elevator all the way upstairs to fight on the roof. I thought it was well-planned and well-scripted. Well, well I mean, it took the creative team, uh, a quarantine, to yep. come up with
1: these creative ideas. Yup. You know, should have been come up with stuff like this a long time ago. Yep. You you are a hundred you are a hundred percent right, man. The the WWE man they they're stepping up their games with the cinematic thing. Yeah. The, the first thing the first cinematic thing that I saw that they really they were really doing good with was the um was the what we call it the um was the 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 the, the um what did they call the Ultimate Deletion match with Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt. Right. I think the House of Horrors one was a good one if my memory served me right. I think it was um, Bray Wyatt versus um, probably Orton. I think that match maybe I can't remember. Or was it, I, can't, I can't remember what it was. I think that was the case. But yeah, th- those matches were good. But WWE man, they didn't grasp the concept of having these cinematic matches. But now man, they you know without the audience, they really force they're really forced to try they're to be creative. creative. They're, yeah. they're bringing it, man. Love the Firefly Funhouse, the Boneyard match, and this. There's a there's another great um, cinematic right here. Yeah, that's a
0: great match. Even like going back to the Orton Edge match, mm-hmm. you know, WrestleMania, that one was a great one where they're just fighting, mm-hmm. you know, inside, you know, throughout the building, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've been uh, they've been definitely stepping up their game, you know. Yep. Hopefully, they get they get more creative.
1: Absolutely. And, um, yeah, and another thing is, it, it, was a, it was a funny match. Like, it was a They had some funny spots. They had some yeah. cameos by Brother Love and, um, you know, Stephanie McMahon and, of course, Vince McMahon, who reportedly did not want them to fight in his room because he didn't want his, uh, dinosaur bones to be destroyed. So
0: <laughs>
1: that's why he, um, that's why he put a, a stop to it in 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 storyline and out, you know, and in real life.
0: He didn't <laughs> want his,
1: his, his place to be trashed. But, yeah, I mean, it was a fun, funny um, matchup, man. And, and then you got them. They're brawling all over the place. They're, they're having food fights, which I'm usually not. A, I'm not in favor of that because that's a waste of food. It was a funny moment them throwing through that uh, Paul Heyman. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Oh yeah, the craziest thing was was um, I think it was Baron Corbin who t- tossed out Alistair Black and Ray Mysterio up off uh, the roof. I, I could not believe that. I'm like, what the heck?
0: That's
1: crazy, man. But somehow they revealed on the next day on Raw that they somehow landed on a lower roof somewhere. But that would have been crazy if they would have they would have just not let those two guys come back the next day and milked it. But like that would have that would have gave Brian Corbin some um, brownie points, you know, him doing that, mm-hmm. acting crazy like that. Like that would take his character to the next level because this guy is like a, a you know a false tough guy, you know, I, I, having all these people help him out. You know, it's kind of similar to like J- JBL's character when yeah. he you know turn to JBL, finding ways to win, I mean, finding ways to win by cheating and basically getting his butt kicked, you know, most, the majority of of the match. But, yeah, if he would have done that, that would have took his character to the next level.
0: Mm Mm-hmm, yep, yep.
1: And, of course, he's he's still feuding with uh, uh, Elias. He lost to Elias uh, on SmackDown. Um, in the intercontinental um tournament match, you know, uh, one of the matches in the the first round of it, but um, but yeah, all in all, it was a great great match. Um, and then uh, you know, Oscar she won it. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Baron Corbin was. Asuka and Baron Corbin were climbing up and Asuka knocked the crap of him off the off thing off <laughs> yeah, to win her win her um number one contendership which would be later revealed as we mentioned at the top of the show that was actually for the women's title. So now Asuka's a two-time uh what, WWE Women's Champion and then of course you know she did win the, the NXT Championship also. Yeah. So, again, congrats to her. And then, I think that was like, that match was like 22 minutes. And then, uh, what was it, five minutes later, 27-minute mark, Otis shocked the world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got me and now he got the go. Yeah,
0: they gave Otis a major push.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he, he won because... Um, AJ Styles had um butterfingers, man, on, on the top the top of the um the ladder, man. He it slipped out of his hand and and shades of Carmella um uh James Ellsworth um, you know, removing the briefcase several years ago and letting it drop. Will willingly drop to um Carmella for her. Um, I think it was the first ever women's money in the bank match years ago same same thing happened except AJ Styles did it by accident and it slipped and fell right into his uh hands. Kinda like what happened to to John Morrison at WrestleMania when uh when um Kofi and one of the Uso brothers, I think it was Jimmy, they were filing fighting on the top of the um the ladder. You know, on top of the ladder. They they knocked um John Morrison off and he 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 grabbed onto the tile while he fell off to 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 win the the um the uh you know the tag team titles which of course the new day would later win it um uh, on another day but um yeah um otis he he won so here's my question that i pose uh you know to the to the listeners and i pose it to you. Which one was more shocking? Becky Lynch um, vacating the title because of her pregnancy or Otis winning the money in the bank?
0: Uh, Wow. Wow. I would probably say, man, that's a good one. Probably say Otis winning money in the bank.
1: I, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, as shocking as it is, Becky giving up the title and she and her being pregnant, you know. Otis winning the title, the the um, money in the bank, when he couldn't even climb up the, the ladder in the first place, <laughs> that was surprising. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm a fan of Otis. But, man, I wish he would have won it in a better way instead of, you know, AJ it's slipping out of AJ Styles' fingers and then he just... <laughs> have the fortuitous bounce to, to get the, to grab the briefcase. Yep. And another thing is, he's most likely, when you think about it, he's not going to, he's going to fail. He's going to fail at his, um, his title defense because he's going to be facing Drew McIntyre for the Raw champion, and you know he's not losing anytime soon. Or he's going to be facing Braun Strowman, which they teased at uh, the the main event of SmackDown, when he was um, teaming against Miz and Morrison in a winning, uh, you know, fashion against the former tag team champions, and then you know he jokingly teased that he was gonna attack them to cash in the Money in the Bank. So in all honesty, Otis is not if Otis cashed in the Money in the Bank right now, he would lose. don't you think? Yeah. I think,
0: uh, well, but then again, I mean, right now, I could uh, I could actually see WWE putting the title on Otis, to be honest with you. You know? But against like who? That.
1: Who would he most likely have a chance of beating? He, 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 he Drew McIntyre
0: or, or Braun Strowman? I think it's probably Braun Strowman. I think something would happen where he, there would be an upset of him beating Braun Strowman as, as unlikely... For, for that to be, but I could see that happening. You know, so some something fluky like that could happen where, you know, some some type of uh, special stipulation match, you know, where he ends up beating him. Who knows?
1: For that to happen, he would have to, he would have to turn heel. He would have to turn heel, or someone interferes, like because if Braun Strowman loses, in like a if Braun Strowman doesn't lose in a believable fashion, is, is, is that's going to ruin his his title ring?
0: Yeah, uh, it won't make it believable. Yeah, that's true.
1: Because remember, these are both Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre's first first
0: reign, yeah, first title, title
1: reigns. reigns. So you want to leave a good impression.
0: Yeah, but then again, he could he could win it. Like, I mean, of course, he'd win it uh, f- for the second time by beating uh, Otis if that does happen. So I guess I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Right now, uh, this is a good position for WWE to be where mm-hmm. you can expect the unex- unexpected right now. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you
0: never. Absolutely. You don't know.
1: A- absolutely. No doubt about that. So, yeah, all in all, that was a great, great pay-per-view match. You know? highlighted by the, the money in the bank matches. And then the of course the Wyatt the Wyatt Strowman match. But um yeah shifting gears to um AEW um it it was announced on uh AEW that um at their upcoming pay per view event um double or nothing um Mike Tyson's gonna um Mike Tyson is going to make an appearance.
0: I heard he's been training.
1: Yeah, I I've heard that rumor too. He might you never know, he might pull a, um, a Vander Holyfield. Yeah. But um yeah, currently right now. Uh, the the big feud right now is um, yeah basically Mike Tyson is gonna is gonna is gonna pop up on AEW to present the the newly crowned uh, TNT title. They're ha- they're having a tournament right now as well, just like WWE is having a title for the Intercontinental title. Um, you know they're trying to crown an inaugural TNT title, which is basically like their TNT their their intercontinental slash TV title that they're going to have, and that's going to be uh, next week, May twenty third. You know, but I, um, uh,
0: you know, now that a Survivor is is done for the season, I might have some time now to watch both NXT and AEW on Wednesday nights.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, what was I going to say? The, um, John Moxley, formerly known as, uh, Dean Ambrose, he's, uh, he's currently feuding with the leader of the Dark Order, um, Brody, Mr. Brody Lee, who formerly was known as Luke Harper. So last week, uh, Brody Lee, the former Luke Harper, he attacked Daniel, I'm uh, not Daniel right um. John Moxley with his um with his you know, band of masculine attacking him and he stole uh, Moxley's um you know, uh, AEW title. So I so at AE, AEW um pay per view event a double or nothing next week, John Moxley's gonna try to gain well actually he's still the champion. But Birdie really Lee stole the title, you know. After he he jumped them, so um, Brody Lee, he's he's calling he's he's calling himself the um, the AEW champion even though he never defeated John Moxley, A.K.A. Dean Ambrose for the title. So at next next on uh, on the twenty third next week, um, they're gonna battle it out for the AEW title.
0: Nice. Gotta check that
1: out. hmm That's gonna be a... That's gonna be a marquee uh, matchup right there. Yeah. And another thing, major thing that happened on uh, AEW was that um, Cody Rhodes confronted um, Lance Archer and um, Jake the Snake Roberts for uh, basically uh what you call it Jake the Snake put his snake on on uh on Cody Rhodes uh wife Brandy Rhodes after um um you know the the dentist the doctor um Britt Baker hit a DDT on her on the outside and basically Jake the Snake went old school and uh put his uh his snake on her so basically Cody Rhodes confronted Uh, Lance uh, Archer you know in in the ring but um, you know he he was he was unsuccessful and basically you know Archer you know beat him up and this is going to lead to their feud so that's another major thing going on so um, yeah a lot of interesting things are going on in the world of wrestling
0: yeah it's definitely
1: and uh oh yeah um switching gears to baseball it was announced that um the, that MLB is trying to get their season to start on you know like July 3rd around July uh you know for the July weekend but the the date they're looking they're shooting for is July 3rd so as a result uh as of right now the rumor is is that um DH is gonna be universal much to my chagrin. The the D H is gonna be universal in both leagues and um that that's that's basically basically it. It's gonna be a eighty two eighty two game season and hey my, my thoughts is, is that hey whatever whoever's going to make the Mets win the World Series, uh, you know, I'm for it. You know, I, I, to me, personally, if I was the commissioner, if I was Rob Manfred, you know, I would have, um, if I'm so hell-bent on making the DH in the National League, I would have gave, this is the two options I would have gave the National League. I would have, A, made, the, made both teams decide before a game, a National League game, to decide, if they're going to use, you know, AL rules, which which is the DH, or keep it old school and, you know, let the pitchers bat. Or the second option I would choose is that the home team decides, you know, whether or not they use the DH or not, thus having another home field advantage other than batting in the, in the you know, on the bottom of the ninth, you know, so... That's another two options I would have done if I was um, the commissioner and I had to to put this uh, institute, this, um, you know, this DH in it. Because, I mean, in all fairness, it is in the Mets' best interest, you know, because they have Cespedes, who's, who's injury-prone. They have Cano, who had an off year. So they do they do have two guys who who would benefit from this DH rule, but I feel like the the National League should should have that that right to determine whether or not they want to use the DH rule or not. I don't think it should be forced upon you know the National League teams that they have to you know play with the the DH you know because the DH rule debuted in 1973, you know, so I just feel like the National League, you know, the Senior League, they they earned that right to decide whether or not they want to use the, you know, the DH rule, you know, on any given day. But what's your thoughts? Someone who's, a, you know, who's been a, a Yankee fan, an American League fan, who basically knows the DH his whole life. Well, you know how I feel
0: about it. You you already know how I feel about it. I mean, I think the National League needs to get with the times, man. I mean, don't you want more hitting in that league? You know, do you want to see pitchers come up and swing and miss every time, the easy outs? I mean, that that should have been – NL should have upgraded to the DH a long time ago. You know they should have upgraded to the DH after that baseball strike in ninety five, ninety four, whatever year it was. But you know now th- it's finally happening, and you know over time you'll get you'll you'll get used to it. You know, especially the these young kids growing up. You know, um, twenty thirty years from now, DH in the National League it's 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 going to be something that they're they're used to seeing. So I'm glad that it's finally happened, but it should have happened a long time ago
1: i mean i i see your point but i guess rob Manfred, he's listening to you man you know he's that former player 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 association rep and you know now he i mean not not much not much
0: is going to change i mean be, people are worried that it's going to change the game it's not going to change that much really I mean you're you have more offense now in the in national league and now you're gonna have it even with the american League now, so I don't see a big difference w- with the d h being at a national league to be honest with you
1: and don't get me wrong that's my that's my favorite thing about interleague, that you could play you know you could you you can you could play you know i you could play the d h you know but i think you if you put the just like how they did with the interleague, uh, you know making interleague every day they ruined the magic that was interleague play because interleague play is only good if you're facing a, a Interleague rival or a team, you know a team that two two teams that Rarely face each other and you kind of want to see that What if World Series? possible matchup would look like but you know the 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 interleague play when you have two random teams facing each other you know and especially every single day instead of the two week period they used to have back in the days i mean it just it just waters down the sport you know in my opinion and you know but we'll see what happens with that
0: yeah i don't i don't see it changing the game at all you know i, I don't see a big difference adding the dh to be honest you know so just have to get you're gonna have to get used to it.
1: I guess so. Have no choice. And uh shifting gears in the um NBA, all the rumors right now oh wait, but before I go to the NBA, um um you heard about Chanel? He he said that he don't want he doesn't want to play, um because he doesn't want to um he doesn't want to injure himself and um and also, he doesn't want to play, you know, with a pay cut, you know. Ooh, wow. Mhm. Yeah, he's the first player to 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 basically say he refused to play. Wow. You know, under these circumstances, so that's gonna be
0: well, less money for
1: him and more money for everyone else. I, I guess so. I mean, that's a very bold statement. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens if it'll affect them you know pass next year you know but um yeah shifting gears to the NBA uh NBA the, the rumors is that they want to they want to resume the the season and the latest rumor is that Knicks might be one of the teams that might still have a outside shot of making the playoffs now you're saying what are you talking about this is this is not two thousand. This is this is the two thousand and twenty Knicks. How can they make the playoffs? Well supposedly with this um this proposal of them bringing back the the um the season, the 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 rumor is is that they might have the teams you know, the teams that are on the bubble, you know, like I think it was it maybe nine the from ninth place to Fourteen place, they compete for the last for for the ninth spot, and whoever wins would, I guess, make the playoff that way. It's some crazy crazy scenario, which I don't think is going to happen. And quite frankly, I don't think it's fair for the league to do that. These other teams, the top eight teams, they work their butt off to make it to the make it to the to, to the playoffs. So yeah. I don't think the Knicks deserve the right. And this is coming from a diehard Knicks fan, a, a, a guy who's been a fan of the Knicks for almost 30 years. So I'm, it, it's not fair to the other teams who work their butt off. And another reason is the Knicks are horrible. So why why should the Knicks embarrass themselves playing in the playoffs and they're going to get knocked out, blown yeah, I don't, out?
0: That's, I don't, uh, yeah. I don't, the Knicks don't deserve to be anywhere near the playoffs. They should be banned from the playoffs. <laughs>
1: they have been. They've been banned since 2001, with the exception of, what was it, 20, 2013, when they had you know, Jason Kidd and, and Tyson Chandler and those guys, you know, you know, bypassing the, the, the Celtics and then losing to the, to the Pacers. And then, of course, they get swept or win one game in the other, the other playoffs that they, they appeared in in the past 20 years, which I don't count except for the game that they won one game, I'll I'll count that one. If you get swept in the playoffs, to me, it don't even count, even though technically it does count. But On paper it counts, but in my mind it doesn't count, but that's just me. But another rumor, I don't know if you heard about this rumor. There's a rumor that the Knicks might trade Barrett for Victor Oladipo. And to me, Victor Oladipo, he's a good player. But he's not—he's not a player I would give up Barrett. I wouldn't give up Barrett for anybody, to be honest with you. Barrett is the guy that you have to. This is the guy. The number. This is the guy. Is the, should be the him and, and Mitchell Robinson should be the untouchable guys on the team because you want to. This basically, Barrett is supposed to be replacing Porzingis. What Porzingis is supposed to. What, what Porzingis was supposed to mean for the team before the whole thing, the whole funk hit the fan last year. And you know they trade them away. You need homegrown guys, homegrown Knicks players, to draw star players to come. Theoretically speaking, because we all know that no star player wants to come to the Knicks until they are like a championship caliber team in the year 3000. So, for them to trade away a star, a homegrown guy who has superstar potential, would be a dumb move. Because as you can see, the league is is business, man you know it's not the old, it's not the good old days of the last the last dance where you got players like Pippen who are grossly underpaid rank 126 you know on the payroll at the time was it the 98 season and um you know and this guy was the best number 2 guy in the league but you know these teams these players nowadays they don't have no loyalty man you know they just they, if you, they only have loyalty to the dollar sign. That's why these players are just moving around all over the place. You mm-hmm. know, so yep. you, especially with the Knicks, as horrible as the Knicks, Knicks is, they need they need every good player that they could get. If you got a young guy who's homegrown, because when you think about it, the only people who want to play for the Knicks are these young guys who are dropped out of college or high school, who you know, seen the highlights of when the Knicks used to be good, you know, nearly thirty years ago. These are the people who want to play for the Knicks. These these you know a lot of these prima donna superstar players, they don't want to play with the Knicks. You know what I mean? The Knicks like like Durant said, the Knicks aren't cool. You know, the image of the Knicks isn't cool anymore. You know, unless if you you know the history of the Knicks and you care about basketball, you're not gonna to wanna to come to the Knicks. The Knicks is unfortunately the stock of the league, man. And I never thought in a million years I'd be ever saying that. You know, you know, being a kid growing up in the '90s during the, 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 the quote-unquote good old days, that every year, year after year, was ruined by Jordan's dominance. You know, this is the good old days. You know, the the Knicks. You know, they 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 put their heart and soul on the floor, and unfortunately, they don't have. They don't have the ring to show for it, but you know that's 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 you know basically what happened, man. Because of that, Patrick Ewing is not going to be as great as a player Patrick Ewing was, and as, as great as he had a lot of big games in the playoffs, he's not he's not remembered as a winner because he could never get over that hump.
0: His team never won the championship. Repeat that. His team never won a championship.
1: Exactly. And that's why, you know, him, you know, Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, you know, they're not as great as those players were. They're not looking the same light as Magic, Bird, and Jordan, you know. Or even going back, you know, Russell, you know, Chamberlain or, or or Jabbar or Gary West, those type of guys, you know, they they look they they're not on they're not on that level. They're close, But unfortunately they their teams never they their teams ain't, you know, take them to the promised land. So you know, that's that's just the way it is. Uh lastly, what was your thoughts on uh, this uh you know, set episode seven and eight? You know, where where they dived into um, you know, to Jordan's fourth championship, and you know him playing baseball with you know the, the minor league uh uh White Sox team uh bring uh what was it Birmingham uh Barons, you know being coached by your old friend Terry Francona, and of course you know the aftermath of him uh you know mourning his father. What was your thoughts on that whole episode? Yeah. By-
0: Seven eight. I, thought, I thought both were great episodes, you know. Um, so the, you know, sad, you know, seeing that episode where, you know, they went to detail about his dad's death. Well, they didn't go into great detail about the death, but, you know, them just talking about it and Jordan remin- reminiscing on the, uh, on you know, t- the times he spent with his dad, uh, especially, you know, after... After games, getting advice from his dad, his dad being, you know, his best friend, and I thought that was, you know, pretty sad to watch. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, throughout this whole series, they pretty much delve deep into, you know, certain details of Jordan's career and his uh, life outside of basketball, and you know, um, they went into details about his gambling last week, or, or I think it was a couple weeks ago actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they were it was talking about a little bit uh, last week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, some even speculating that he probably retired because, you know, the NBA suspended him or was going to suspend him for gambling, which he said was not true. And even David Stern, rest in peace, said that, you know, it was just a conspiracy. It wasn't true. Uh, it wasn't true either. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a great uh, couple episodes last week. Uh, and this this week, obviously, you know, these are the final two episodes that are going to be airing um, tonight. Know, tonight. Um, and you'll see that epic um, seven-game series against the Pacers and that NBA final series against the Jazz, including the flu game. Um, so I, I want to see more of that, more of what they're going to talk about. Um, I heard... That And when Jordan had that flu game, he didn't really have the flu. He had flu-like symptoms, mm. but it was actually caused by a late-night pizza eating um, that gave him food poisoning the next day. Mm. So he really didn't have the flu all this time. All this time we thought, you know, he was sick with the flu. It really wasn't the flu. It was just symptoms that he he was suffering from food poisoning. It looks like.
1: Well. Uh,
0: so you'll, you know, maybe you'll hear more about that uh, later tonight.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad I'm. I'm glad I'm watching this series because um, it's been phenomenal. You know, it's been as clutch as joining in the playoffs. You know. Yep. You know, prior to 1990, well after 1991. So I mean. It, I definitely can't wait to see the, the final two episodes. And uh next week we'll give you our full series uh you know um uh you know review of this uh series. Uh, anything you'd like to say, Mac?
0: Uh
1: no, just enjoy
0: the series tonight and stay safe and yeah, see you guys next week.
1: Uh you heard the man? Uh check out Sports Urban Legend next week. Uh, Same time, Saturday at 11. Check out my YouTube channel, Sports Urban Legend TV. There's some new episodes. You know, I I gave uh, a tribute to the um, 1970s Knicks team that won uh, 50 years ago uh, last week. So check that out. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Using McCauley Matthew. I'm Wayne Mamo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.